0: Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I have a question. What does love mean to you? With all the books on relationships and communication and you know, what a men are from Venus, women are from Mars or men are from Mars, women are from Venus or whatever it is. I mean, there's obviously a a mismatch, right? And if we don't get on the same page for what love means, it sets us up for quite a lifetime of heartache. How are you, Joey Chandler?
1: I am doing wonderful. Thank you.
0: So Joey Chandler, you like to ask this question, right? Uh, What is love to you?
1: Yeah, I started a podcast. It's called The Love Launch, and it's I ask experts and entertainers and everyday people, "What does love mean to you?" And as far as I can tell, given the the you know the funny part is given the sheer volume of energy and time and money and resources that we put into either trying to find love or get love, as far as I can tell, we all have different definitions of love.
0: I heard the, uh, this is not a promotion for eHarmony. I have no idea how well Harmony is doing at this point, but um, I heard him speak one time and he said something along the lines of that he was a marriage counselor and he realized he was trying to get the wrong people who never should have been together to like each other as a marriage counselor. And he goes, man, these people should never have been together in the first place. Again, not a promotion for eHarmony. I've have no idea how it's doing right now, but I will never forget that conversation. And I I hear it now in what you're saying, that if two people have completely different definitions of love, what a mismatch they'll be.
1: Yeah. And even more importantly, if you don't know what love means to you, it's hard for you to say, hey, this is what I want, or this is what I don't want, let alone try to find a person that fits. I, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm guessing that all, in all great relationships, there's some amount of love. The, the similarities in what love means, there's an overlap, but there's always mm-hmm. going to be differences. And mm-hmm. I think if the more clear you are on, on who you are, what you're about, what love means to you, then you have the greatest chance of finding somebody who's similar to you and it has that overlap. And then also working through the various differences that are inevitably going to show up.
0: Joey, one of my pet peeves is people who, because I asked them this question, like, do you know who you are? And they're like, well, maybe, you know, especially after a divorce or something, you know, these people who got married in relationships very early and then, you know, find themselves in their forties or fifties single. And, um, you know, uh, I said, okay, so let me get this right. So you don't know who you are, but you want to be loved for who you are. So you're hoping Rather than figuring out who you are, you can bypass that step and find a partner to figure that out for you. Is that what I'm understanding from you? And of course they giggle because they realize how ridiculous it is, but it's super ridiculous, right?
1: Well, it's ridiculous in the fact that it sounds ridiculous. It's not ridiculous in the fact that it's very common. You know, like it happens a lot. And I think one of the things that has happened is that we have lost our ability to really trust ourselves of what love means. And I think it's in part because we don't practice it. You know, we grow up with the movies and the fairy tales and the, the rom-coms and the, you know, all those sorts of things. We grow up thinking that it's that way, but nobody ever asked us, Hey, what does love mean to you? Nobody said as a teenager, you know, as a teenage boy, nobody ever asked me, what does love mean to me? I probably would have freaked out about it, but Had that been a conversation that would have been more common, I think I could have done it. I've asked my son, I have a 15 year old now, what does love mean to him? And he was like, dad. (laughs) And, but he's used to me having conversations like this. And he said, you know, love is about persistence. And we had this really, really interesting conversation around what that meant to him. And it really does speak to who he is. And, and that was a word I never would have thought of in terms of love. But by me simply asking him that conversation, giving him the space to work through the uncomfortableness, the fact that I have those conversations, you know, you know, on a regular basis, just creates the space for him to explore that. Now, how that will show up in his life, you know, I have no idea. But I do think that the problem isn't the fact that we don't know who we are. The problem is that we're not asking each other. We're not having these conversations. You know, what does love mean to you? And because it's such an awesome conversation.
0: Such an awesome conversation. So I'm obsessed with patterns. Okay. Like, you know, in a lot of my coaching, it's like, okay, so the pattern I've seen is if you do this and this, because there's a lot we can learn from them, uh, those patterns. So what are some patterns you've seen in asking that question?
1: Oh, the the, the funny patterns is one I'll have experts on who are like, you know, Legit, like amazing researchers on love, and I'm like, or or uh, even matchmakers, you know, people who are in the world of love a lot, and I'm like, and they know the question. They, I'm like, this is what I'm going to ask you. It's on all my, you know, everything I tell them, and they're like, wow, I've never really thought of it that way, (laughs) and and so it's funny that we, it's this thing that we talk about all the time, but we don't put the words. So the first pattern that I have is that we think about and love in the general sense. When you define like, oh, this is what love means, you know, for everyone, it can come across as very trite and very, you know, it's, it's that wish, that ooey gooey sort of sense of love that we know is it sounds good, but doesn't really apply to me or you know us as individuals. And that's oh, what and happens I'll, when you talk. Right there,
0: right there, doesn't apply to me because in my own like dating coaching and that kind of thing, I, I just want to scream to the rooftops. And Joey, I know you're the same way. You see people who it's like oh they're a great fit for each other because they like they both like pizza or they're a great fit for each other because they both like hiking and i'm like what like what 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 does that have to do you know with the situation um and i really the first thing that came to mind when you you ask the question is safety and the second thing is freedom because You know, like Esther Perel says, you know, we all have that human push pull of security and then being able to have roots and wings. Um, But that's me. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Love for you is safety and freedom. And we could have a whole conversation about how that shows up in your life. You know, where you're really good at that, where you struggle with it. You know, I'm sure there's places in your relationships where you feel safe and free, and there's places where you don't. There's things that you probably do to others that create safety and freedom, and you know, where you don't do that. Um, but we can now have a whole conversation about safety and freedom. And this is the my this is the pattern I see is that if I were to talk about love in general, it would be okay. But if I talked about love with you about safety and freedom, that is an incredibly powerful and an incredibly poignant conversation that we you and I could have. And, and so when people really get clear on what love means to them, then they can really start talking about what love, sh- how it shows up in the world, how they can have more of it, how they can help other people have it. But you got to get clear on what it is for you. And it doesn't take a lot of work. It's just, you know, we know it's right there under the surface if we just kind of scratch at it and pull out those words, safety and freedom. Beautiful. How can we help you have more of that?
0: Mm, I, I love that. So, so what are some other patterns you've seen? The first that it's, um, is, are there... Do males typically say different things than females? Do you see certain personality types? I know my personality types has a, uh, there's a lot, I'm an ENFP, which there's a lot of freedom needed for ENFPs, both career-wise and relationship-wise. Uh, what, what patterns have you seen in that regard?
1: Yeah, I haven't done it to where I know all, I don't ask those, I don't get those in that level of detail in terms of the, the research, but what I can say the pattern is, is that you can almost guarantee that the person you're on a date with or the person that's sitting across the, the table from you has a different definition of love than you. And like,
0: that is a worthy pattern.
1: <laughs> without, yeah, without, I mean, I, I would bet a lot of money on that. And even if they have the exact same words, like even if you met somebody, that, like freedom is gonna mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, explore that. So I, and the other pattern is, is that it takes practice to talk about love. It's not a conversation that we have every day. It's not, although we think about it, you know, we go on dates, we're like, oh my God, there's, you know, in my dating profile and this and that and all those sorts of things. We think about it a lot, we put a lot of energy into it, but we don't talk about it. But the cool pattern is, is it, my podcast is about maybe half hour to 45 minutes at the very beginning of a conversation where there's a little bit of awkwardness around talking about love. And by the end, that person is actually able to share things that they've learned f- from our conversation about what they can apply to their love life just simply by exploring what love means to them so the more that you can do it the more you can practice with people the more you just build up your confidence and then the question sort of becomes when you go on a date and this is uh, this is i've asked people i don't have the answer yet is when is it okay to ask someone what does love mean to you first date second date third date first month you know, like i don't know that question somebody's going to go on a date with me. Probably we're going to do it pretty soon. Cause you know, everything, all my social medias, that's what it is. But for someone else, I don't know, but I think it will come up sooner than later.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. sooner for later with me as well. Um, yeah. But you know, we are people who talk about this stuff more. So, you know, I was thinking, I'm going to ask my husband that question. He's going to be like,
1: Can we just eat
0: dinner? You know, (laughs) I have uh, just such a happy and healthy relationship. Now, we've talked a whole lot about what a good fit we are for each other. And that's why I went like, I, and I apologize, I interrupted you, but when you said that, you know, the fit for me, and I was like, hold on, hold on. I want (laughs) to spotlight that for my listeners because the people, I mean, my husband is a terrible fit for my next door neighbor, you know, we'll joke, you know, she'll come over. She's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you put up with him, you know, cause they have a more similar personality. Right. And, uh, you know, it's always a joke. And then her husband's like, uh, Sarah drives me crazy. She walks, she paces the cul-de-sac. And I'm like, that's your pet peeve is pacing the cul-de-sac. Are you kidding? But it's funny with different people. And it is so individualistic in finding yeah. that right.
1: Yeah, I think it's it, it. I mean, there's um there's a fair amount of research uh, that's been done around uh, MRI studies of where love shows up in the brain, and what they're seeing is that it's showing up at a deeper level, kind of more uh, or animalistic levels. It's not love is not an intellectual thing. It's more kind of a you know a heart and a gut sort of thing, which you know makes sense. So it sort of makes sense that if you imagine that if love is showing up at a very earliest stages of our development. Then there's just so many opportunities for it to go in different directions as we have different, you know, different things happen in our lives. So, so the whole idea is that you can start to ask. Now, one thing that you could do, if, if you don't mind me, just a, how you can respond to how you can talk to someone is you can ask them what your definition of love means to them. So if you're about safety and freedom, you can say, you know, hey, honey, I, I realize that, you know, safety and freedom are really what love is for me. And I'm curious, what does safety and freedom mean to you? So you've shared a little bit about you. You've created a safety and you know space of safety and freedom. And he's going to have some opinions on what safety and freedom means. And you can start to just explore that. And then you can ask, well, you know, out of curiosity, what does love mean to you? The interesting part is it's so part of our lives and we spend so much time and money. We go to see so many rom-coms that most people know, like it's, if you, if you're like, Hey, this is what it means to me. And they'll be like, Oh, they'll, they'll respond much quicker than, than I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and it is about self-awareness, which is kind of one of the other things that we touched on, but that pattern that you and I talked about before we recorded of really needing to know yourself, if at all possible. And again, why I interrupted you and did that little zero in there, because it's like, yes, yes, we have to real. there's in wisdom and finding a partner, you know, the more we know ourselves and our, our fits and quirks and kinks, you know, the, the better off we are in picking a partner would you agree with that
1: yeah and it, i what i'm seeing too is it's not just picking the partner it's the relationship that you want to create mm-hmm. so if you're about safety and freedom then the relationship that you want to have is going to involve safety and freedom the the things that you're going to do the the activities that you're going to do how you're going to interact with each other all of those sorts of things are going to incorporate or you ideally you would like to have as much safety and freedom as possible And then you start to say, okay, what type of person or who might be the person be that would be interested in and that aligns with that as well. And it sounds like you're, you know, you and your husband are are aligned with that, but we can also, and what I'm starting to think is like, you can go out and say, Hey, this is the type of relationship that I'm trying to create. Are you interested in that sort of relationship? And if you are, would you like to have a conversation about it? And then dating becomes, it's starting to feel more like you're looking for a co-founder of a business. You're like i have this idea for a business we're going to do these sorts of things and this sorts of activities and this is how we're going to work together and serve people and serve ourselves and i'm wondering i think you might be interested in that but do you want to talk about that does that vision align with who you are and what you want to do And in the business world you can imagine someone saying yeah no that sounds great but that's not for me right which is dating right <laughs> that sounds great that's a great idea um but you know that's not for, you know, that is for me or not for me I think it it feels more comfortable because it's, we're not rejecting us as people, which is the hard part of dating, right? Or like, you know, they don't like me because, you know, whatever reason. And then we go down a deep, dark hole, or at least I have friends who do that. Um, <laughs> bad joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have friends who do that too.
1: My, my friends. I had friends who have done that. Um, but if you can start to say, no, this is the type of relationship and, and The little bit of experience I have with this, it was funny, is I uh, I shared this with my community people, saying, "Hey," and I'm actually going through a separation now, so I'm I'm in kind of a the holding pattern before dating. But I shared with the the people, I'm like, "Hey, this is kind of what I want to be looking for," and and I basically walked through the process. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I you know. And I had someone write back and said, "You know, Joey, I am. This is what I want in a relationship, and." Just, I think you might be a good fit about it. Would you like to have a conversation? And it was such a good, like such a good way that I, I had to say yes. Like, I, I got asked out using my own line and it worked. Um, we're, the timing wasn't right for either of us at that, but the the approach really does work because she was clear on what she wanted. She had a sense that I was that I would at least have some alignment with what she wanted and we could have a conversation about it. But to do that, you do have to know who you are, and you have to spend some time thinking about, okay, what kind of relationship would allow me to be my very best self? And how can I support someone to be their very best selves? And I think when you kind of look at it as kind of a triangle, you have you, the other person in the relationship, it feels like it's a good, nice way that you can have conversations, you can build each other up, and not knock each other down.
0: Joey I cannot agree with you more and for the podcast listeners who can't see the video I'm like shaking my head back and forth is a no and they're like yes and I am so much in agreement and there's something within money right that we talk about like abundance mindset or scarcity mindset and you know that that can apply to dating as well and when it's just this very and I tell my ladies all the time like tell them who you are tell them what you want and um, you know there's a abundance mindset to that of like Hey, no, there's there's somebody that's gonna fit with this, and it sounds so different. I, I hope people who are listening think it doesn't sound unromantic, because it's lovely, right? That that is very much how I date it, and me and my husband. Are disgustingly happy. We are, and it's been, you know, six years, right? And it's, you know, I tell I told my dentist yesterday, I said, I don't know if you're, you know, because my husband was coming after me. And I said, if you're half as happy as me and my husband are, you're gonna be in good shape. Right. And I say that to my kids who see the ins and outs and who see the the kindness and the the day-to-day. And it's like, if you can be half as happy as we are, and half as good of a fit as we are, you'll be way better than, than most of the people. And that's exactly what I did. And I mean, I just, I love your approach. I I recommend it. I want to affirm you um, in that and then say there's quite a bit of confidence involved in that type of approach. There's a lot of clarity and confidence involved. Have you ever wished, oh, I wish I could just work with Sarah if so, go right now to sarahkramsey.com. Check out the program section and see if the Wondrous Woman program is right for you. I help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person-proof, and design lives they're excited about living.
1: And it's the confidence also is coming from knowing that you can add things in. So like if romance is really important to you, you're like, I just want to, like, I want to have a romance. Rather than hoping that it shows up in a fairy tale sort of way, you're like what does romance mean to me? That the person who asked me out, she actually asked me that question. She said, "Joey, what does romance mean to you?" And I realized I've been married for twenty years that my whole sense of what romance was is essentially whatever my wife wanted. Like that was, and I had to sit down, and it's actually something I'm exploring right now. Like, what does romance mean to me? Not me, in terms of relationship with this person or that person, but really for me. And it's those sorts of conversations of exploring what does it mean for me and then developing the ability to share that with someone else. And then again, having that sense of like, if this person doesn't align with, you know, this, you know, what I've envisioned for a relationship, that's okay. Let's, you know, it's better to say, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And because when you really, when you, I don't know, as soon as you start thinking about the relationship and then you're like, oh, a million people could fit into that it really takes the whole idea it takes the pressure off like there's this one person because mm-hmm. when you start to say like look i, I want to have this type of relationship you see the value of it you're like this sounds amazing who wouldn't want to be that and oh, then gosh. you can say like well now i can start talking to a whole lot more different people now just like anything the work comes on the putting it you know actually doing that mm-hmm. and this is where going back to knowing who you are is so crucial because regardless of your relationship There's places in your life where you can be where you're fully yourself, and there's places in your life where you struggle. You know, business, family, friends, you know, relationship, fitness, finances. And so, the more that you know who you are, and you can say, okay, this is you know, for me, I'm about um, contribution, courage, and connection. Like those are my three things. That's what I. That's that's what love means to me, and and I I incorporate that into everything I do. And so I'm looking at different ways. How can I bring more connection, contribution, and courage to my life? And there's places where I do it, and there's places, you know, where I struggle. But the more that I can do that, I think I'm gonna be better off in terms of creating a relationship based on that.
0: Mm-hmm. My th- I went through high performance coaching and my three words were peace, passion, and power, which definitely could be describing my relationship with my husband, you know, and, and my best relationships with clients, with friends, with, you know, with my kids, I'm going to be a person of peace. I'm not passionate about my kids, but I'm passionate about helping them follow their passions. Right. And, and then that sense of power, you know, so I I wholeheartedly agree on to something, Joey, this has been such a good conversation. You and I align on so many topics and I'm grateful for the work you do and Definitely mention your podcast and then where people can find out more about
1: you. Oh, awesome. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, You can find me at joeychandler.net. That's where I am. That's my website. And I'm at at joeychandler70 on all social media. And my podcast is called The Love Launch. And you can find that on my website as well. And yeah, definitely take a look, listen to it. It's really fun listening to hear people talk about what love means to them. And because we can all learn from it.
0: That sounds awesome. And I'm excited to be a guest soon. So looking forward to another great conversation. And you guys check out the Love Watch and Joey Chandler. And thank you so much for helping us on our journey to find love and become toxic person proof. finding love and success after a toxic relationship, then consider this your personal invitation for me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons of more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.